0: The Russo-Ukrainian war is an ongoing conflict that has intensified drastically to the point of Vladimir Putin ordering nuclear forces on alert. The potential for this is to develop into a global war is great. And many are questioning whether or not this is the prophesied Sixth Trumpet War. Is what is happening in Ukraine with Russia World War III? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Ben Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're happy that you've joined us today. We will be taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-ENTIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking about whether what is happening with Ukraine and Russia is uh, World War Three, and so we're going to dive into that today. We'd love your insight on that or any questions that you have around Um, the Battle of Gog and Magog, or World War III. We'll be talking about all of that before we do. As we speak, uh, right now there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. Uh, 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. So the need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing costs Nearly $10 million. Now, we know that's a lot of money. Um, The need is extremely great, obviously. Um, So it's a lot of money to get that many people out of a country, especially in the middle of a war. But we believe that the Lord is going to provide for that. But the Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. So please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine and make their way back to Israel. To give or to learn more, you can go to endtime.com ukraine or call 800-END-TIME and uh, give over the phone. That's endtime.com ukraine or 800-363-8463. Thank you so much for prayerfully considering contributing to that fund. All right, Doug, um, we are getting just... Um, I I almost said blown up, but that's not the right word. (laughs) I was thinking bombarded. Bombarded. There we go. Uh, That's better. Uh, We are getting a lot of calls and emails about World War III and even Gog and Magog. Yeah. Is
1: what's happening that. Right. And so um, at this point, Vince, you know, we've talked about this before. We're going to break the scripture down today. We're going to talk about what the facts are, what we know for sure, and what we can kind of take away from the scripture. Uh, we can say for sure that this is not Gog and Magog. We'll explain that later. Uh, but it could it be the start of this Six Trumpet War? Uh, you know, that's one of the major prophecies that we see uh, on the horizon right now. That and the uh, peace treaty with the Israelis and the Palestinians, which uh, are kind of in the news as well uh, here lately. But this has uh, engulfed our daily Uh, job here at end time because we get so many calls now we're getting so many emails um, and I apologize for those of you that are calling and saying hey man I called you the other day and I still hadn't heard back from you it's just because I'm getting inundated with so much right now of people wanting to know is this the start of that war so what can I say right out of the barrel here Uh, I'm not going to say yet I'm oh, going to wait. I'm going to keep everybody yeah, on on the edge. But we'll break it down. We'll talk about it scripturally and then talk about why. All right. The
0: number to join us is 877-END-TIME. It's 877-363-8463. We'll be specifically focus- focusing on uh, World War Three, Battle of Armageddon, Gog and Magog questions, uh, anything like that. So give us a call. We'd love to chat with you today. Um, Doug, You say right out of the gate, you can say it's not the Battle of Armageddon.
1: Right. It's not Gog and Magog because we believe that that is the Battle of Armageddon. Okay, We have scripture we'll talk about later that will kind of help us to understand Russia's involvement in that because they will be very much involved in that. Uh, They'll also, uh, you know, they they are one of the uh, nations that's recognized in Daniel chapter 7. Uh, We believe the bear is Russia, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But one of the things, I guess, that I would like to say right now, Vince, before we get started, is we look at things from a biblical lens. We look at things prophetically, right? Mm -hmm. So we know there's a lot of stuff going on. We know there's a lot of people saying a lot of different things. There's a lot of stories coming out. It's making people scratch their head and say... Uh, I saw yesterday several times within the comments of the live broadcast, people were saying, oh, it's a lot deeper than that. You guys just don't understand how deep this really goes.
0: What, what are you suggesting? Because I don't really understand what you're So what say. they
1: suggest, not what I'm suggesting, what they're suggesting is that there is another root cause to this war other than starting World War III. Okay. But we're going to look at some articles today. We're going to look at some things today. Uh, and like I said, we look at this from a biblical perspective. And we are trying to uh, help people understand through faith and not fear. Mm. So that's one of the things we don't want people to be afraid that this uh, is something uh, bigger than what it is. We don't know yet what this is. We don't know if this is the beginning of that war or not. But there's a lot of talk going on right now between uh, the two sides. Uh, or maybe more than just two sides, because there's many people involved in this situation. But there's a lot of talk right now. There's people that are saying that this goes deeper. Putin's actually just going in and trying to run the deep state out of Ukraine, kind of like what they say Trump was trying to do here. We don't know if any of that's fact or false. I mean, that's the problem with things nowadays. You know, a lot of things can be faked. So we don't know what's going on. But what we do know is what Scripture tells us is coming. And this appears to be a start of something that could escalate into the Sixth Trumpet War. It really could. So a lot of people say,
0: well, there's no concern of it being the Battle of Armageddon or the Sixth Trumpet War because the rapture hasn't happened yet. Right. So therefore, why even spend a program talking about this?
1: Because (laughs) it's post-rapture. We're not going to be here anyway. Sure, so that's what a lot of people believe. But that scripturally, once again, we tackle things from the scripture. Oh, I mean, you got to go back to the Bible. And yeah, see, and okay. so what we see in the Bible is that this war is on the horizon and it's coming very quickly, and we do not teach a, a pre-trib rapture here. We, so, so this war is going to happen before the rapture? Yes. So we will see. This if war we, is going to happen before the final seven years starts, apparently. Because it looks like it, we could be on the doorstep of it right now. But, but, we,
0: but biblically, though, it we might be after sure. the final seven yeah, years. we
1: just don't know. But we know it happens before the Great Tribulation.
0: 100% sure it's before the rapture. It's 100% sure that it's
1: before the rapture. So
0: as long as you and I don't die before the rapture, <laughs> right. we will see World War Three. Yes. That means that most of the people watching this show or listening on the radio will see World War Three in their lifetime.
1: Yeah. And it's going to happen before the great tribulation starts, so we can back that up with scripture. So,
0: well, but the rapture—when's the rapture in there? At the end of the great tribulation. Okay. So everything we're, <laughs> we're talking about—back that up
1: with scripture, also.
0: Everything we're talking about is going to happen yeah. before the rapture. So the people that say, well, that's after the rapture; we're not here." It's not really that concerning for us. Right. That's not accurate. It's going to happen before the rapture. All right, well, if you're on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere online, uh, go ahead and share this video. It'll help us get the message out. The world needs to know whether or not this is World War III, and we're going to look at it through a biblical lens after this break. You don't want to go anywhere, and you sure want your friends and family knowing this information as well. So be sure to share the video. We will be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877 end time, 877 363 8463. Will the war in Ukraine lead to World War III? That's what the the topic is for today. Uh, Yes, we believe that the Sixth Trumpet War is going to occur prior to the rapture. We believe that we will be here during this war. Um, We believe the sixth trumpet happens before the seventh trumpet, and so we are talking about it today, and we have open lines for you to ask your questions at 877-N-TIME, 877-363-8463. I do want to remind you that one of the things that we're doing uh, when this war, uh, when Russia first invaded Ukraine, we got an email from our contact um, at the Jewish Agency, and she said, you know, last year we had, I think it's 3,000 Uh, Jewish immigrants make Aliyah, basically go home to Israel from Ukraine. And because of these circumstances, we expect up to 8,000 to try to do it in 2022. And there's presently 3,000 that are ready to do it right this moment. However, um, it's extremely expensive to make that happen. um, And so, you know, we want to help out with that if we can. And many of you have expressed interest in helping the Jews make Aliyah. And right now is a great time to do that, considering the circumstances in Ukraine. Like I said, there's about 3,000 that are ready to go right now, but the funding is not there to make it happen. Um, There are emergency flights that have to be paid for. There is uh, long-term housing. I think three months is what they're saying they would have to house these people for when they get into Israel. And so there's a number of expenses. It ends up being, you know, it's really not that bad considering, um, you know, you would be, Flying internationally and then getting lodging and food for three months. It's about $2,700 per person, but there's 3,000 people ready to go. So it ends up being close to $8 million, I think, is what the number is. And so, um, you know, we've been praying and believing that the Lord's going to provide for that. And we want to help the Jewish Agency. We've been teamed up with them for a number of years now. And so uh, we didn't want this to go by without you all knowing about the need uh, we figured it out that about, you know, if, if half of you watching or listening right now gave $250, we would be able to send all that money to help 3,000 Jews get out of Ukraine. So um, if you're interested in partnering with us to make that happen, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. Uh, like I said, if half of you gave $250, this need would be met today. So, um, yeah, consider doing that. Pray about it. And we uh, are going to get right into the show. But before we do, Doug, I'm going to mix it up. Let's go straight to the phones. Mike in Oklahoma, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to Into the Age.
3: Hi, how are you guys doing?
0: We're well. How are you, Mike?
3: Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I love the program,
0: and I came to the
3: Lord through Irvin Baxter's ministry years ago. So I've always had a fascination with the end time. But I just called to say this, um, the if you look at, right, it says, Loose the four angels which are bound at the river Euphrates. So I believe that three of the angels were the peace treaties, the last being the UAE with President Trump. And if you time, if you look at the timeline of the um, one year, one month, one day, that coincides exactly when Biden's inauguration was. So one year, one month, one day, to the Ukrainian, to um, Putin ordering his troops to maintain peace. I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Also, Armenia is the very beginning of the Euphrates River. Are you guys getting any feeling that that is the sixth trumpet?
1: I I don't uh, I I hadn't even thought of it in that way that you're presenting it. Um, I haven't looked at it to see about Armenia at all. Uh, however, I know that you know Syria, Turkey, Iran, uh, Iraq—all that's the area that we really affiliate with the Euphrates River coming down through. Uh, but as far as the, the other uh, points that you brought up, um, they're interesting points. But I, I don't know, do, if you believe that those peace agreements were part of these angels being loosed, then are you saying that you believe that those peace agreements are evil? No, no. When you bind buying peace,
3: well, I just think they'll be seen. I think we'll know what they are once the fulfillment of the third or the sixth trumpet, you know, is completely fulfilled. Right. We're going to be able to see what those angels were specific. I think they, no, I don't think they're evil at all. I think they're being bound. When you want, when you bind war, it's peace.
1: Right. Well, you know, the scripture says that the angels were loosed for to slay a third part of mankind. Right, And and so I I have a hard time thinking how that could be related to the peace agreement um, because it says specifically they were kept for this particular time and they were loosed. And the reason why they're loosed is to kill a third part of mankind.
3: Right. And I think if we track... Right. I, I totally agree. And I think if a third part of mankind is killed, then we can track backwards to see... You know that's the funny thing about dreams or any part of revelation. It's hard to see it forward, but mm-hmm. if you look back if if this turns out to be you know the war that kills a third part of mankind, then the three angels are gonna have to they're gonna be seen I think why would God say there's four angels? you know I don't know, I just think they would mean. Also, that area ha- holds 200 million people-ish. I think between Russia and Ukraine, there's 190 million. Yeah. And the contention that they're having with the occupied area there puts it up another couple million. But if you factor in Armenia and the countries that were formed before or right after Ukraine was um I don't know what you would call their. When they came apart from Soviet Russia, there's, you know, 200 million people. So there's that as well. All right.
0: Okay. Well, it's just like you said, Mike. Uh, once it all develops, we'll be able to look back and and see. So we appreciate you calling and sharing that perspective. It's always interesting to read the scriptures and look at the events going on in the world and say. You know, these could be the things I, I personally enjoy doing that a lot. So thank you for calling and sharing your perspective. We'll have that noted and uh, take a look at the uh, Armenia and the Euphrates River there and, and see what can develop. So thank you so much for your call. All right, Doug, he mentioned the scripture there. So we probably should get right into that and share that scripture again. We've talked about it a lot, but we'll go over it again and we can just dissect it a little bit so we can better understand. All right. It's found in Revelation chapter nine, starting in verse 13. It says, And the six angels sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the six angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay a third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. And what, what? How much is that, Doug? Two hundred thousand, thousand. That's 200 million. 200, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like they're saying the number of the army is 200,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot of troops. Yeah. And I heard the number of them, and thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and the brimstone, and the head of the horse's, whereas the heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries nor of their fornication nor of their thefts. I read that Doug and I go, well, That maybe that was a time in the past because There's no army now that's going to compete if they're
1: coming in on horseback. (laughs) Yeah. Well, remember, (laughs) though, John was seeing things that were futuristic that he didn't know how to describe because he didn't know anything like it. So he could have been describing tanks here, helicopters, airplanes. We don't know. But he talks about it as if the power came from their mouth. So you think about a tank and you think about what you would consider the mouth of a tank would be the the barrel sticking out of the front of that thing. And that's where, you know, the things would come out that would hurt you. The projectiles, that would be smoke, fire, and brimstone. Uh, But, I mean, there's a lot in that scripture that we can look at and we can kind of decide what's going on there. So much. The the caller, Mike, he brought up the point about the Euphrates River. So the scripture appears to say that this would originate from the Euphrates River region. Uh, the countries that surround that, I said well, while ago, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Uh, so Russia moving into the Ukraine and invading the Ukraine, it doesn't really fit that description just from that part right there. Okay, But we've talked about this at other times too. You're saying because it's not along the Euphrates it's, River? It's not in that region. But what we know is these angels were bound in that region. They were loosed from the Great River Euphrates. And we know Russia has troops. Or will be. Right. This is a part Our so will could be... be right. Could, may have not happened yet. Right. And so we know Russia has troops in Syria, so people kind of tie that in. They're allies with Iran and China and Syria. Okay. Uh, but I heard just today that they're pulling some troops out of Syria because of the conflict with the Ukraine. So right now they're actually pulling... Uh, troops out of there now they have told Israel too in the past that um, you know if they felt like they needed to go into Syria because they were threatened for whatever reason they were okay with that now they've they've kind of backed off on that and they're going they're going back and telling Israel you better not mess with Syria and so that's another point that we can make about people are saying that Putin has been kind of erratic in his Um, thinking and what he's what's going on That's one of the things we'll talk about today but the next thing we can look at is the army so this this 200,000 thousand that's a 200 million man army so at one time China boasted that they could field an army of 200 million men Uh, we know that India and maybe Pakistan is capable of doing that same thing Uh, but According to globalfirepower.com, that's where I got this information, Russia has about uh, 1,350,000 active military men. That's nowhere near 200 million. No, sir. it, It doesn't get there. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't get stronger if the EU decided to attack Russia and Russia's allies came to them. Then could we be looking at that number of men? That could fight in this war, and absolutely we could. So there's, you know, we got to look at both sides of this thing, and and that's one way that they could. But in and of themselves, they don't have an army to fill that, right? The next thing the scripture says is that one third of men are going to be killed by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. That's about two point five billion people. So it's hard to imagine to imagine that this war that happens when the sixth trumpet war begins to kill that many people, that there would not be nukes involved. And a lot of people are going to die if nuclear weapons get involved. Dave said yesterday on his program, Putin has said that if a war goes nuclear, it's going to kill everybody. To even fathom a third of mankind, (laughs) I mean, we're talking
0: two and a half billion, close to two and a half billion. That is... Substantially more than the population of the United States. Right. You could wipe out everyone in the United States and still be, what is it, uh, one sixth of the way there? Yeah. That's unimaginable. Yeah. And so some would take that and say, well, it's kind of impossible. You know, it would be, things would have to be so barbaric and bad to get there, and we're not going to do that anymore in 2022 or beyond. And so this must have been some other
1: time in history. <laughs> well, Vladimir Putin <laughs> has, as of Sunday night, put his forces on a nuclear alert. He sure has. So that ups the game a little bit there. And it makes you wonder, okay, if he's willing to use nuclear weapons now, what in the world's going on? Yeah. So are we dealing with a madman right now? are we dealing with somebody that, like he has said in the past, he's just trying to protect his borders? That's the million-dollar question right now. More than a million. Yeah. yeah. A lot more than a million. Yeah, 2.5 billion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, you can call and ask your question. The number to join us is 877-877-363-8463. Doug, so to to get this in before the break, um, the Ezekiel 38 war. Mm-hmm. Is that the Sixth Trumpet War
1: or is that something else? That is not the Sixth Trumpet War. So we're not um, even talking about that. Well, we can talk about it later, <laughs> but I mean, we That's don't have enough time. When time we, when we to ask to break if this is, is World right War now. III, right. we're not saying this was prophesied in Ezekiel 38. No. Ezekiel 38 is not World War Three. it's not the Sixth Trumpet War. So there's two separate and, wars? Yeah. It's actually the battle of Armageddon, and we can talk about that when we come back if you want to.
0: We'll definitely get to that because that's just a, lot of th- a lot of questions that we get ar- around that. So we will right. get to that. Again, the number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't go anywhere. We have uh, very exciting information to share on the other side of the brain.
4: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day.
0: Welcome back to Into the Age, open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to fast-track this, um, but we're about to get in uh, what we know about Russia, specifically from Bible prophecy. So we're going to go through some scriptures there and uh, help explain clearly what the Bible has to say about Russia specifically. Before we do that, I do want to say that if you're caught up on our... Uh, rapture comments just forget about that we're okay we can be friends and not agree on that point we're not telling you're going to hell if you don't agree with us everything's okay we're really wanting to talk about World War III and whether or not what we're seeing right now in Russia and Ukraine is that Um, and if you believe that we won't be here for World War III you know that's totally fine you can believe that if you would like Um, I'd recommend that you go through Jerusalem Prophecy College Uh, look at what we teach, and if you still don't agree, that's okay. We can still be brothers and sisters. Uh, Well, I'll be your brother. I'm not going to be your sister, that's for sure. But we don't believe in that here either. But um, anyway, so don't get caught up on that. There's still a lot of good information that we can discuss outside of the timing of the rapture. So everything's going to be okay. Doug, what do we know about Russia from Bible prophecy?
1: So what we understand from Daniel chapter 7, that the... uh, creatures there the beast that he describes in daniel chapter 7 that they are nations and they are nations that will be here ruling on the earth when jesus comes back that's all in daniel chapter 7 so anybody that's never heard that before you can go through and read daniel chapter 7 we have other lessons where we've broken that down and so you can go to intime.com you can look up those lessons um, just look for the u.s discovered in bible prophecy but in there it talks about a bear we know that the Russian bear is their symbol. If you look it up in, uh, you know, if you just want to look up past articles about Russia, just type in the Russian bear and you'll get tons of information about the Russian bear. So we know from Bible prophecy that this Russian bear that Daniel prophesied about will be part of the one world government in the end time. And so we go to Revelation 13 to find that scripture. Do you want to read that? Starting in verse 1, it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast
0: rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast, which I saw, was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him
1: his power and his seat and great authority. So that scripture right there, Vince, we're seeing this beast. Now John sees, it has come up and it's one beast. It's all together now. It's got the ten horns of that fourth beast, Daniel sees in Daniel 7. That was a ten-horned beast. And then it's got seven heads. Well, where do the heads come from? It's because it's all joined together. So you've got one for the lion, one for the bear, one for the ten-horned beast. It's like when the Power Rangers came together. And that's exactly what it made like. that huge... Yeah beast that's right and and four for the leopard which we believe is germany and so when you look at this the the beast has the feet of the bear so it's important because when i think of feet vince i think of boots on the ground i think of military that's not uh, what i think of when i think of feet but i'm glad you're on track well when i'm talking about one world government that's exactly what i'm thinking about so uh when i when i think about that it, it lets me know that that driving military force will probably be the Russian military. I mean, they are probably the uh, second or third most powerful military in the world right now, standalone military. And so uh, it's no wonder why they would be uh, leading the charge. And so we see that they're going to be part of that one world beast in uh, Revelation 13, and then when we look at Ezekiel 38, this is the question that everybody keeps asking. Is this the Ezekiel 38-39 war? So I can tell you right now that it is not. Because what happens in Ezekiel 38, Vince is about to read to us, and just a little portion of this. Uh, and the reason why we're doing a small portion of it today is just to show you Russia's part of it. But this is what's going to happen in Ezekiel 38. Says,
0: and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. And prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shields and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togurma of the north quarters and all
1: his bands and many people with thee. So if you continue to read in Ezekiel 38, you'll see that the war is against Israel, that all these... Uh, tribes come down against Israel, led by this uh, Meshach and Tubal. So this is a battle where many nations are invading the nation of Israel. In verse 2 through 6, several of the nations that participate in the evas- in this invasion are specifically named there. And so one of the invaders is called the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Well, Webster's Third International Dictionary defines Meshach as the word for Moshi, from which comes the word Moscow. And, of course, Moscow is the capital of Russia. There's also a Tubal River in Russia in, the, in a city that's about 47,000. It's called uh, Tobolishk. I guess. I don't know. My Russian's not good. <laughs> but in verse 5 of the chapter, it says that Persia will be one of the invaders of Israel during the Battle of Gog and Magog. And the nation of, of Iran is was known up until one thousand nine hundred and thirty five as persia and, and what, what do we say though about Tubal where it seems like i 've heard that was Turkey somewhere along the line and I or mean speculated it, to be Turkey or whatever it could be there 's a lot of different people that have a lot of different speculations there is this is uh, bible prophecy this is bible prophecy, <laughs> uh, but the main thing that we 're looking at there is that the root word for Moscow, so we know Moscow is that um, So based on that is kind of how I broke it down. I didn't go through every nation. I was trying to make my point here between (laughs) Moscow and Persia being Iran, and they are two uh, countries that are very much uh, with each other. They've signed a a new uh, agreement, a pact together. Uh, As a matter of fact, at one time, Iran was trying to build a superhighway, uh, out to the Mediterranean Sea to be able to drive oil back and forth into the country and out of the country. And so they, they've worked very hard together. And also Iran is now uh, lining this uh, Syrian uh, front, which is there along the Golan Heights of Israel. And they're putting, uh, you know, uh, bases there and missile silos there and things like that. That, that Israel has been going and blowing some of these places up, as well as some help from the United States at one time. We were doing that with them. Uh, But anyway, Ezekiel 38 states that Russia, Iran, along with other nations uh, that I didn't break down today, (laughs) uh, invade Israel during the Battle of Gog and Magog. Russia and Iran, like I said, have been close allies for a long time. And so the Battle of Gog and Magog is the Battle of Armageddon. And we can... Describe that and prove that through scripture. Uh, There's a lot more scripture than what I put here today. But these two scriptures that I put there are one is from Revelation 19, describing the Battle of Armageddon. And the other one is from Ezekiel 39, describing the Battle of Armageddon. So would you like to read that for us, Vince? Um, I don't know where it is, Doug. Okay. (laughs) It's after that article I just read. But starting with (laughs) Revelation 19, 11 through 21, I'll read that. And if you find it, you can hit Ezekiel. Uh, Revelation nineteen eleven through 21 describes the second coming of Jesus uh, during the battle of Armageddon. The verses in 17 through 21 describe Armageddon as the supper of the great God, uh, when the beast of the field and the fowls of the air will be called to eat the flesh of kings and captains and mighty men. Well, then when you look in Ezekiel thirty nine seventeen through 20, it gives the same description of the battle of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel was commanded to speak unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field, saying to them, Ye shall eat the flesh of mighty man and drink the blood of the princes of the earth. So it's, it's interesting that those two events happen at this same battle, and that helps us to understand that. There's much more that happens there, Vince, that uh, I didn't put in the notes today, but it talks about mountains being removed. It talks about the wrath of God, and those things happen in both, uh, Armageddon and this battle in Ezekiel 39, 38 and 39. So we can tie those together and understand that Russia will be a very big part of the Ezekiel 38-39 war, but that is the battle of Armageddon. And that's not what's happening now. Right. Because that battle will be
0: against Israel. Yeah, and absolutely. And Ukraine is not Israel. Right. But they have a Jewish president.
1: So... yeah. Well, that's one of the things you got to think about, too. <laughs> so could it be, since he's a Jewish president? I, I, I don't believe that it is, because I think this is... It tells us exactly where this battle is going to take place, and it talks about the Valley of Megiddo. And so it tells us where that battle is going to take place. But there has always been the devil who has always hated God's people, all throughout the Old Testament, all into the New Testament. And it will happen in Revelation. It tells us that he makes war... Against the saints. It tells us the, the scripture you read a while ago in Revelation 13 that the, the devil, the dragon, is what gives them their power, their seat, and their great authority. And he makes war against God's people, not just the Jews, but against the saints of God as well. And so that's in Revelation 13 as well. But he's always wanted to destroy the Jewish people. And so that's why it's important, like what we were talking about today with um, the Jewish agency trying to to get Jewish people out of there. I received an email yesterday where uh, one of our followers were saying, shouldn't these uh, Jewish people stay there and fight for this country and you know instead of fleeing from it? But what we need to understand is that the Bible talks about this great persecution that's going to come on the Jews again. It's something that the devil has been trying to do since they left Egypt. He's been trying to kill the Jewish people. He's been trying to kill that remnant of Israel. And so... Uh, Anytime that there's a conflict like this, we don't want to see that Holocaust moment happen again. And that's what many people are fearing for. And these Jews want to make Aliyah and get back to Israel because the Bible tells them to go home, to Mm -hmm. go to Israel. And so uh, that's the concern. That's why we don't want to see them out in the street fighting. And, you know, just to say this, too, not everybody's wired to say, Vince, there's people that don't want to fight. They don't want to spill blood, whether it be an enemy's blood or, or whatever. They, they don't believe in battle. They don't believe in war. They don't believe in killing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you can't just give a gun to all the civilians and say, hey, go fight, even well, though that's there, what they're doing. There are
0: 200,000 Jews in yeah, Ukraine. Exactly. And we're talking about 3,000 yeah. uh, making Aliyah up to 8,000. So very small percentage of the Jews mm-hmm. there um and and like we mentioned earlier the need to get those three thousand out it's like eight to ten thousand excuse me eight to ten million something like that now I don't know about where you come from but where I come from that's a lot of money oh yeah (laughs) right that's a lot of money that's just
1: a drop in the barrel yeah
0: from where you're at (laughs) no that's a lot of money Doug right Um, and so that's why we were like well you know we believe that God can provide $10 million today. Yeah, like, n- no problem. It can be out in the mailbox. No right. problem. Yeah. Um, but to look at it and say, you know, how do we tell our partners about this? Well, we thought, you know, here's how many people are going to watch or read the article. Um, it's about $250 if half of the people gave because, you know, rarely do you get 100% particip- uh, participation. So if half of you listening, go to endtime.com slash Ukraine or call 800 intime and give $250, we'll be able to raise that $8 million and help all 3,000 Jews get out of Ukraine. So uh, consider doing that today.
6: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We have a few open lines at 877 End Time, 877 363 8463. However, we have a number of callers and we're going to try to get to everyone today. So as we take your call, please be brief and to the point. Uh, Ask your question and we will do our best to provide clarity when we can. Or we'll just openly say we have no idea, but we'll take a look. Uh, Robert in Texas, welcome to End of the Age.
5: Hey, this is uh Robert. How you guys doing?
0: We are well. How are you, sir?
5: Awesome, doing good. Um yeah, just doing uh, real quick, uh talking about this uh war that's going on, World War Three and that. And uh war spoken at Ezekiel. That's I never thought about what you said about Ezekiel being the uh the time of Armageddon. Um so yeah, that's something new for me to, to look into and I believe you guys because I know you guys are real thorough in what you do there. So,
1: well, we appreciate. Anyway, that,
5: uh, I, my point is is that um, if I understand correctly, you're saying that the war of Armageddon is World War III, but there could be other wars before that.
0: No, we're we're or saying the opposite. War. We're saying yeah, we're, the opposite, Robert. World yeah. War III is not the Battle of Armageddon.
5: Right. Okay. So clarity, because I was going to say that we can have many world wars before that happens.
1: So that Six Trumpet War, uh, Robert, it's going to happen somewhere within the first part of that seven year period, that final seven year. We don't know because of Scripture. We don't know if it's going to happen before the peace agreement or sometime shortly after the peace agreement. But we do know and we can back it up from Scripture from Daniel chapter 12 and Revelation chapter 10 to let us know that that war happens before the abomination and desolation takes place and the Great Tribulation starts. And so we can prove that scripturally. So we know that Six Trumpet War happens somewhere in the first part of that final seven years, either prior to it beginning or just after. But that Battle of Armageddon will happen at the Second Coming. It'll happen at the end of the Tribulation when Jesus comes back.
5: Right. So the Six Trumpet War, that's not necessarily... World War Three. There could be other wars before that. So mm-hmm. properly to say it's one of the you Yeah, know, it could be World War Four. Well, knows? we
1: the reason why we say World War Three is because of the fact that so many lives were lost in World War One and then World War Two tripled that. And so we look at the number of people that's gonna die in this one and that's why we've kinda tagged it World War Three. We we call it more the six trumpet war here, but So many people call it World War III that we just kind of put those two together. But you're right. There could be other, and there have been other battles. And, uh, you know, the the Bible tells us in Matthew 24 that there will be wars and rumors of wars.
5: Yeah, Yeah. And like right now, and God forbid it becomes a war, but it's involving nations all around the world, which would be a war.
0: Your yeah, point, right. Robert, is that this could be World War III, just not the Sixth Trumpet War, I think is what you're trying to say.
5: Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, better said, you know, war, uh, the Sixth Trumpet War, not necessarily World War III, it could be World War IV, who knows. But um, that was just my point, you know, because this is a war, the things that are going on, God forbid it does escalate there, but it does involve nations all around the world, which yeah. would make it a world
1: war. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think
0: you know there's been other wars where there's nations around and it just didn't have the magnitude, so they didn't label it World War. But um, I suppose it's possible, Doug. I, I think our take on that has just been, you know, when we look at the scriptures um, and the the first two uh, World Wars were so significant, um, identified in the in the seven trumpets, um, that if this were to if a World War were to occur again it just seems kind of unlikely that there would be a fourth world war that um, you know would happen after that. So yeah, it's possible, sure, but we just kind of leaned into that because of the likelihood of that leading to the peace treaty and all the other prophecies lining up yeah. and the fact that we believe that the first five trumpets have sounded already, so the next trumpet, which is the sixth trumpet, which is a world war, um, it just seems like that's next. But yeah, I guess you're, you're right that technically there could be a World War III, uh, before the Sixth Trumpet. We just think it's yeah. pretty unlikely.
5: It's just the magnitude of what happens with the Sixth Trumpet War that yeah. makes it. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And uh, you bring up about uh, Gog and Magog, which is something interesting which kind of relates to Russia, but it's also mentioned after this thousand years of peace. So. Uh, so the other things to look at and then well, I'm sure you guys will bring it out sometime when you got time. But thanks for everything you guys are doing, doing a great job there, and uh, appreciate all that you do for us to understand what's going on. Thank right. you, Thank Robert. you,
0: sir. We appreciate your call. All right, let's get to Don in Michigan. Don, welcome to Into the Age. Yes, I had a question. Um, we're sitting
5: here talking about the um, possibility of the uh, Sixth Trumpet War happening not too long down the road here. Um, I guess my question is, you know, it has to happen before the midpoint of the the seven years. Um, as we're getting closer, could you guys possibly see the uh, reconstruction of the third temple ha- temple happening by the end of the year?
1: Uh, I I don't know if we're there yet. Uh, I I mean, but it's anything possible. could happen. It's possible. They they're talking about a two state solution they're bringing that before the UN they're they're having these talks about that between the Palestinians and Israelis um, and like we've said before that peace agreement could happen Israel could start building that temple and that could cause this war cuz some of their enemies could be very upset that Israel's being given part of that mountain but the the bottom line is i mean it, it could happen before the end of the year i suppose uh but man, I, I tell you, with everything that's going on right now, well, Doug, if, if nuclear war began, mm-hmm.
0: we think that that could happen quickly, and that a peace treaty could soon follow. Yeah, we. I believe mean, look that at that look at the streets of down. Russia. Or at least what's being posted online, whatever's true, what, you know, whatever anyone wants to believe. But yeah, there's 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 tens of thousands of people protesting against this war in Russia. Right. So they're saying we want peace. Right. So if nuclear war occurred, just imagine the cry for peace.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that it would be worldwide cry for peace, especially when we lose one third of mankind. I mean, we're going to we're going we're gonna to see that. So if this war were to escalate quickly and turn into something or even if it this war died down, but out of this came that two state solution peace agreement. I mean, yeah, we could definitely see a, a beginning, at least of the construction, I would think. We'll just have All to wait and see.
0: All right, I appreciate that. What do you think, Don? you think it could happen before the end of the year?
5: Um, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm following everything and stuff. I mean, yeah, we know stuff can escalate quickly, and it seems like we're where we are right now. It doesn't seem like we have a whole lot longer, based on the timeline of the events that's happening, that the midway point would be that much longer. So I definitely wouldn't give it more than – a year and a half to two years before I could imagine seeing it being um, restructured,
1: yeah
0: good assessment. It does seem that close, so thank you for your call, Don. We appreciate it very much. All right, let's go to Christine in Washington. Christine. Welcome to into the age.
7: Hi, can you hear me?
0: We can hear you
7: okay. um I'm calling uh with a question, and I'll try to be brief. My question doesn't have anything to do with World War III, but my question involves the beast. And the beast, uh, like you said earlier, is made up of Russia, England, the four heads of the leopard, Germany, and then the beast with the ten horns, from which a Satan um, uproots three of them, and becomes the Antichrist, Um or, anyway, something like that. <laughs> okay, my question is, isn't, uh, Germany and England part of the revived Roman Empire, which signifies the ten horns?
1: Well, part of what we believe is going to happen, and we've looked at this before, is there's going to be some type of coalition uh, where it's going to rise up out of that. There's going to be ten nations that rise up. Like you said, the Antichrist will rise up and subdue three of those, what Scripture says. But we've looked at uh, the possibility of that happening before, and it's interesting because before it was Emmanuel Macron that had put this coalition together, and a lot of people have looked at him with suspicion, But now that he—I just read an article yesterday, and now that he is the temporary president of the EU, he's talking about doing this again with 10 new nations. And I really didn't get to get into that uh, article as well as I would have liked to because there was so much going on yesterday with phone calls and yeah. emails and things. I need to research that better. But we believe out of that European Union, which is that revived Holy Roman Empire, which— Great Britain is not part of that right now. They did the Brexit, so they're not part of the EU anymore. But we believe out of Europe, somewhere there, and that revived Holy Roman Empire, that this coalition will probably rise up, and that'll be what that's about. But we do believe it comes out of that revived Holy Roman Empire. Uh, One of the reasons for that is there's always been a political leader and a spiritual leader in the the Holy Roman Empire, starting with Charlemagne. And so... Because of that, and we know that in Revelation 13, we have the Antichrist who will be the political leader, and then we'll have right. the false prophet who will be the spiritual leader.
7: Right. Okay, well, um, I'll look forward to a better explanation of that. But I, I, I just wondered if they're all the same beast. Um, what are the ten horns? And maybe is Germany part of the EU?
1: Still, I think. Germany's kind of the the heart of everything right now in the EU. And, there, you know, that's why we believe that the fourth head there is what happened after the deadly wound was healed, the Berlin Wall coming down. They kind of become the the whole body of that beast.
0: And, Christine, we go into detail into that with our Understand the End Times series and also uh, the revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, but... Uh, we'll have to do a show on that one day so we can better uh, explain what those details mean. We appreciate your call and your question. God bless you. Let's go thank to Gloria. Gloria, welcome to End you. of the Age. Uh, Gloria, we have like a minute, so if you can get right to your question, we'll do our best to respond I'm, before we're out of
1: time.
7: Okay, I'm just wondering, um, when. what does End Time believe when we are taking out and raptured up? Are we going to be here for the sixth trumpet war, and are we going to see the peace treaty and the Temple Mount under sharing arrangement and the animal sacrifices within that? Because I have, I have the map here. I have the the poster that I got from you guys. So, in from where we are now to three and a half years, are we taken raptured out? Because we're not appointed to God's wrath in the Great Tribulation, so. Kind of
0: give me oh, a- Gloria, you are opening a can of worms. We only have a minute left.
7: I know, I
5: know. We
0: well, believe it- we will be here for the sixth trumpet war. We believe okay. we will see the temple built and the animal sacrifices. And we also believe that we are not appointed to God's wrath.
7: Okay.
0: That's the very short answer. Doug, you want to try to squeeze something in, in 30
1: seconds? Well, Revelation chapter 12 tells us that the tribulation is actually the wrath of Satan. It's not God's wrath. And uh, we actually have some information on our website that you can go and look. Uh, when will the rapture happen? If you search that out on endtime.com, it gives you the scriptures to back that up.
0: Stay on the line, Gloria. We'll get your email address, and I'll send you access to End of the Age Plus. Uh, for the rest of you, you can go to watch.endtime.com and search for rapture. There's quite a bit of content there to uh, dive into that subject. Uh, don't forget, if you're interested in helping us, help the Jews get out of Ukraine. You can learn more about that by going to endtime.com Ukraine.
6: This has been End of the Age brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information we invite you to call us at 1-800-ENDTIME